Drinking Bro Sports Tailgate Legend Show, baby. Well, they say don't meet your heroes, but I got to meet Johnny Damon. It's true, you did. Uh, you took it a lot better than I thought you were going to take it. Thought you were going to go full fangirl, and uh, you, were, you kept it professional. Eh, say my first. I was going to say the say my first rodeo, but Jimmy hates that one. It's a couple of words I'm not supposed to say anymore, and that's one of them. But. I mean, inside I was fangirling hard, but when I was standing up there and, you know, Ross and Dan had Johnny Damon on and Dan, like, shouted me out and was like, we got a big Boston fan over here. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's my time. And he, like, gave me a little calabunga. But he was cool as shit. He's also jacked. He's yeah. way bigger now than he was in his playing days. And um, I also shared a moment with him in the bathroom where me, Dan Holloway, and Johnny Damon were all simultaneously urinating. And uh, we were talking to Johnny Damon, and he said that back in his day, he ran a 4-2 40-yard dash. Ugh. That's fast. Is that confirmed? That's what he said. I believe him. Okay. He was fast. He was stealing bases I left have, and right back in his day. I have a question. Did you guys cross streams at any point? I wish. I felt like we would have felt that if Dan Holloway, Boston Joe, and uh, Johnny, Damon. Johnny Damon crossed streams while Ooh, urinating. We a would all three-way stream we would all feel. We're sitting at Instill Distilling Company, and we're watching uh, the Dallas Panthers game. We're tailgating tonight because it's a game that you've been waiting for all offseason. Something like that. I think, I guess. Is this your biggest game of, this, of the year for you? Well, I don't know. I guess the guy who plays quarterback for Tampa Bay, I think he used to play for the Patriots or something. I'm not. I'm pretty sure, and I think he had, like, some marginal success there from what I kind of vaguely remember about him. Yes, this is huge. I've been, this, I mean, every, every Patriot fan has circled this day on the calendar from day one. Once the, the um, schedule came out, everyone was looking, oh, my gosh, they're playing Tampa, and it's in New England? Holy what shit. Is, what's New England looking like right now? Is the tailgate fire are they already lit it up oh yeah they're already there and what well, kind of food is on the grill already what's they, big in new they england got clam chowder baby and chowder um they got a lot of shit going on because espn does their pregame show and it's usually just in the studio but they did sort of a college game day atmosphere and they were at patriot place uh teddy bruski was there talking about New England's favorite son makes a return, and there's going to be a lot of number 12 jerseys in the stands. Some blue, some red, but I don't know. I'm a little... Is there going to be any haters? I think so. They've been doing a lot of promos and commercials about Tom Brady's return on ESPN and Fox and all the, you know, NBC who's carrying the game tonight. And they've been getting these, like, fake Boston accent actors to, like get their opinions on, you know, what the game, and they're like, oh, no, Tommy, I remember Tommy, but I'm all Patriots all day, and I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm more conflicted than that. I kind of want Tom to win. Is that right. blasphemous? I mean, the team should always come first, but Tom Brady comes first in my book. Do you <laughs> come first, Eric Tanzi? Never, because um, <laughs> I'm a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, that was our producer. He likes to talk without the microphone, but he has a microphone. Uh, he could have just used it. And we would have all been able to hear exactly what he said. But uh, being that it's the big game tonight, Boz and Joe and I are going to actually do our first live watch along on Drinking Bros Sports YouTube channel. Uh, that'll go out tonight. So we'll actually be doing live coverage of the entire game. Sure will. From the couch. A Boston Joe. I know he's going to be fired up. We're going to get him out of here. I hope after. Dexter makes an appearance, too. He probably will. <laughs> we'll get you out of here. Uh, we'll wrap up this tailgate and let you get a nap when it's time. Because we want you nice and rested for tonight with lots of energy. Well, I'll probably be drinking some Cardo Max, to be honest. And uh, I'll be all ready to go. Um, I don't know if I can nap because there's other football to be watched. Yes, um, we're watching the Panthers-Dallas game right now. We it's are. a real nail-biter, 13-14. Well, Sam uh, Darnold just ran for his second touchdown of the day, and he leads the league in rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. Not Lamar Jackson, not Patrick Mahomes, but Sam Darnold. So, I mean, the Panthers sit atop their division right now, the NFC South, which is kind of wild, but that's just because the Bucks ran into the Rams, who are rolling, 
and they're undefeated right now. The Cowboys are good. I know, especially in, in Drinking Bros Sports Nation out there. The Cowboys get a lot of shit. Um, they're a national team that get a lot of shit, which I get. But at the same time, they're a good team. Um, and I think they're going to win that division. The Redskins, or whatever they want to call them these days, are kind of disappointing. Fitzpatrick going down kind of hurt them. Their defense hasn't looked as good as we thought they were going to look. Um, but I can, I can see the Cowboys being a uh, nice early exit in the first round like they usually do when they're good. Um, but yesterday was the day to watch football, too. Yeah, college sports was on fire. A bunch of upsets. Uh, yeah. First and one being Florida and Kentucky. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Well, I mean, Florida, that's tough because they played Alabama. Probably the, They've probably played Alabama the best that any other team has played. But Delco and I, when we were in Nashville, were talking about the Georgia-Arkansas matchup. That was number two Georgia versus number eight Arkansas. And I believe Georgia was favored by 18 points. And Delco was very weary of it. And Delco was right. And I'm pretty sure he went with Georgia, rightfully so, because Georgia ended up, what was the final score of that Georgia game now? Let's take a look at it. It was, this is great for podcasting, 37 nothing. I knew it was in the 30s. So when you have a team like Georgia that has the... the I mean, they're just coming off of a 61 to nothing. Yeah, well, that was... Crushing after that Vanderbilt. Was Vanderbilt. That doesn't even really count. But Georgia has the most five-star recruits that any college football team has ever had. They're absolutely oh. loaded. And it's, it's going to come down to Alabama and Georgia. Um, I mean, Alabama just smoked old Miss. Lane Kiffin said, get your popcorn ready. And Nick Saban's like, man, I've been eating popcorn for years now. I taught you everything you know, and I'm going to completely crush your hopes and dreams. And at this point, it's pretty much Alabama and Georgia and then everyone else. Now, Cincinnati, I think, might be the third best team in the country. They just had a big win in South Bend against Notre Dame. Yep. Um, I watched that game. Cincinnati's good. It's uh, Desmond Ritter. He's their quarterback, and I was watching him, and I was like, I knew Cincinnati had a good team, but after seeing him play, he's, he, he's a true baller. He can run with it. He can scramble. I don't want to call him Pat Mahomes, but he has some similarities where he can move around like that and make things happen, and he was balling. Um, Clemson beat BC, and I was watching yeah, that game you know last what? night. Very close, and you would think for that, I, I would expect that game. I, I just don't think Clemson's... As good as everybody thought they were going to be. It's just because they're Clemson. Just because they're na- they shouldn't be ranked. They're just in the top 25 at 25 right now. I don't see them necessarily dropping after beating BC in a nail by that because that was close at the end. BC was undefeated going into that, but they haven't really played anyone yet. But NC State beat Clemson right. in their 23rd. And then NC State just beat Louisiana Tech. Yeah, they just so maybe they'll, they'll ascend in the rankings too. Um, but honestly, I was real excited. I mean, I guess it was bittersweet, right? We always want to be out tailgating on Saturdays, but this Saturday we were able to sit on our asses and watch some college football. And I was so excited for these matchups, but a lot of them just ended up being blowouts, like the Georgia game blowout. I thought that was going to be a good game and it was over by the third, I mean, by the second quarter, because I believe it was 21 or 28, nothing by the second or third quarter. I was like, what's the point of this? Let me flip over. And then there's nothing else going on, really. But a little upset later on in the night, though, was Stanford beats Oregon. Now, Oregon beat Ohio State early in the year. Then you have, I understand it's the Pac-12, and they're all in the same division. So when you have divisional opponents, that sort of thing likes to happen. But now that makes Ohio State look worse than they already looked when you have a team like Oregon beat you earlier in the year, and then they lose to an unranked Stanford. Um, but we have big games coming up next week, too. We got Georgia-Auburn. Got Georgia Auburn Tech just beat LSU. Duke, which I think we, we might be uh, Georgia Tech at Duke. Yep, Duke-UNC played um, yesterday, too. And UNC won. But they're both kind of lost causes right now yeah. at this point. Yeah, Especially but you know UNC. Duke is just... Duke and UNC are so similar in just the way that they play. Even their fans are similar. I'm excited because the tailgate at Duke is a little bit more fun, a little bit more laid back than UNC. So I'm excited to get out there to it's a noon 30 start too. It looks like it is. I, I don't know if we're going to hit that one or not. I know we're going to be making our way down to Florida on Sunday. We're rolling into week six and we have been busy thus far. This is our first weekend off in four weeks. Just coming back out of Nashville, 
Still a little hungover from Nashville, to be honest with you. It was fun. I think we should golfing. talk about Nashville a little bit. Uh, we got to meet John Daly. Sure did. Got to watch John Daly just get ripped, as usual. And the microphone, singing some good tunes. He sang Knocking on Heaven's Door. He did. He did it beautifully. I, I went and posted it on Drinking Bros Music. And if you don't follow Drinking Bros Music on Instagram, certainly go check that out and give that a follow. But... So also what happened though, so obviously, you know, most of the people who listen to us or listen to any of the Drinking Bros stuff, you knew that we were in Nashville. You knew that we were at a charity golf event with Kid Rock, John Daly, like we mentioned, and Rob O'Neill. But a really cool part of it was the music that ensued at the party after, right? So there was this guy who was finger painting. Now I know how that sounds, finger painting, like what the hell are we doing here? But he was using his hands to paint this picture while he was singing at the same time. And he was singing God Bless America. And John Daly taps me on the shoulder. And he said, I found this kid in South Dakota. And I I brought him over here. He's going to make a bald eagle. And I was like, spoiler alert, dude. You just told me what he's painting. He goes, you can't tell because it's upside down. But just trust me, it's going to be badass. So I'm like, okay. So I'm watching. And you can tell everyone's kind of like looking like, what is that? And then he flips it around, and it's a, a badass bald eagle oh, and he was for singing. America while he was singing while at the same time. I mean, that's art right there. It was beautiful, man. And I had a big war boner. Um, <laughs> there was a bunch of Green Berets there, America a bunch boner. of SEALs there, and everybody was chanting USA, USA. Boston Joe broke out into fuck Joe Biden, which was really funny. because Well, that was at the bar. Shouting uh, fuck Joe Biden, <laughs> um, which is another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, we didn't hear it very much at Vanderbilt. I didn't hear it at all at Vanderbilt, Georgia, the no. fuck Joe Biden. Um, but there was a football game this week. Everybody was yelling, fuck Joe Biden. There's plenty and, of college uh, football games where it happened. They changed the name to, what, what did they change the name yeah, to? Yeah, it was an, an embarrassing display of fake news where a sideline reporter, clearly everyone hears, fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. As clear as I just say it into this mic right now. And the sideline reporter goes, oh, you, you hear the crowd? They're going, let's go, Brandon. And he's just like, uh-huh. I mean, what are we doing? I uh-huh. mean, do they really question our intellect? I mean, do, do we not have ears? Are we not able to make up our own minds? If you're a media person, what do you say in that Wait, situation? What, what were they saying again? I didn't catch that. <laughs> Fuck Joe Biden. Oh. Oh, yeah. He, never heard of him. Speaking <laughs> of Joe Biden, though, did you happen to catch the um, photo op that he did in a studio that yeah. looked like the White House with his yeah. mask on, getting his third booster in front of a live studio audience? It might as well have been produced by NBC or something. Um, We live in a very strange sim world. Um, A strange sim world that people like you and me, two schmucks, get to hang out with a guy who put a bullet in Bin Laden's head. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking wild. And super down to earth, and we were with Ray uh, Cash Care as well. He's Uh, he's a nut. That That guy guy is is a nut. Make your fucking bed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that guy is, uh, he's intense. He is. He's a so party animal. He sure is. Uh, I get hung over, so I can't, I can't hang with those guys like that. <laughs> yeah, you were, um, I think you were drunker, more drunk, drunker, on Sunday night. Yeah. But. I think I got poisoned. I think I got roofied. Yeah, I, th- I well, maybe I was responsible for that. It's neither here nor there. But I do want to say that Rob, Rob O'Neill was super cool, and he was super cool to me, because I'm just a no one. I went up and bothered them, and it's like, hey, I won't bother you anymore. I just want to get a picture and say, you know, appreciate you. He goes, no, no, no. Actually, I remember you from the show earlier. I saw you there. I just got to tell you what Ross and Dan and the rest of you guys do at Drinking Bros, what you do all the time is so important, and I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. Fuck the woke bullshit. Fuck the cancel culture. What you guys stand for is important. That's America. And I was like, Oh shit! This is this yeah. is cool as fuck. And, In a motivation and, speech, right? right? Fucking and Rob, <laughs> Rob O'Neill Rob could do he could do a lot with his platform and with with his like visibility to the world. But what does he do with it? But he started a fundraiser to use his name and his notoriety to help special operations guys. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But do you know what he can't do? Fly on Delta. Oh. Yeah. What was the story on that? I he, missed it. I believe he took a picture with someone with his mask down. And now the guy who killed the worst terrorist we've ever known is on a no-fly list for Delta. So, you know, take that for whatever it is. They also froze all of his miles. Yeah. He can't even give his miles away. When do they start freezing our bank accounts if we, uh, if we don't succumb to the corporate overlords? I don't know. We talked about it on failure to stop yesterday. There's a lot of cops um, that are 
getting fired right now. They're Massachusetts in the State process. Police. Yeah, they lost six. Um, I had a female Washington State trooper reach out to me and her and three others. Three out of nine started the process of getting fired. Uh, three uh, chickened out at the last minute, but she's, uh, her and the other two are uh, going to just go through with it. And take it on the chin and get fired for freedom, and, and you know, and they, you know, they'd for asked, freedom. They'd asked like what my take was on it, being with others stop. And I said my take is, is you know, I'm willing to die for my freedom. I'm definitely willing to give up a pension for my freedom and retirement. And I think there's a lot more people that are like that, that are true freedom fighters, and um, just aren't going to say like, oh well, a pension and retirement and monetary things are more important to me than my freedom. So I think you're going to see a lot more people band together and a lot more people be walking out. And I think you're going to get a lot of football players, basketball players are starting to do it. There's starting yeah. to be a movement there uh, in the NBA. Well, the NBA is in shambles now with all this. you got people like Kyrie Irving yeah. and, and uh, Bradley Beal and Andrew Wiggins speaking up. And it's a very strange time, as we all know. I mean, I don't need they're, to tell anyone that. But. They're losing control right now. And, and you've got artists, entertainers, that are all starting to flip. Yeah. And they're all starting to... Nicki Minaj. Shirts, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> uh, has, has anyone checked on her cousin's friend's balls lately? Are they still swollen? <laughs> that was such a, a hilarious thing. I never thought I would see the day where I cared about what Nicki Minaj had to say, but I ended up caring about what Nicki Minaj had to say. Uh, so the, A lot of people are starting to speak out. So it's going to be interesting going forward, especially with this fuck Joe Biden stuff at the college games. Nobody's wearing masks at these games. Um, nope. I, they had a vaccine booth when we were at the Titans game. They had a little booth that you could just literally walk over and get vaccinated while you were at the Titans game. And, and Do you get a free cheeseburger that, if you yeah. get vaccinated? Yep. And everybody <laughs> that was walking by the tent, though, had something to say. And it was negative. So I, there must be a lot more people that aren't vaxxed than I thought. And it was funny because I was at a wedding this week. And they were talking about wearing masks for the wedding. And then the one of the persons said, well, no, like 99% of the people here in this building are vaxxed. And, like, literally the four people in the room all looked at me, and this one dude's like, I'm not vaxxed. I'm not getting the vax. And this other Navy guy was like, dude, I'm not getting the fucking vax. I'm not vax. My, wife, my wife's not vaxxed. I'm not vaxxed. So uh, I, I think people are kind of confused because I don't know. What I hear on the news is that everybody's vaxxed. But when I'm in public, or for instance, at the Titans game, Everybody that we heard walk by that tent was like, that is ridiculous. Ooh. That's stupid. Yeah, booing, hissing. So, I, I don't know. I wonder what the real story is there. I don't know, but you know who's lost control? The receivers on the Cowboys. <laughs> dropped two passes. And let us also just be clear, and I'm sure I can't speak for Tansy, but I can speak for myself, and I think he agrees with me on this anyway. We don't, we're not anti-vaccination. Wow. If you want to get it, fucking yep. do it. But if you don't, you don't have to and you shouldn't receive flack either way. I'm not going to tell someone they're a sheep for getting it, just like I don't want someone to tell me I'm a fascist for not getting it. My mom has an autoimmune disease. She called me up the other day. She's like, I hate to break this to you, Joe. You might not like this, but uh, I think I'm going to get vaxxed because my, my doctor said it might be a good idea and I have lupus and I think it's a good idea for me. And I'm like, what are you apologizing to me for? You can do whatever the hell you want. She's like, well, I know, like, you know. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not anti-vaccination. I'm anti-authoritarianism. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the, the state of the world that we live in today. But, you know, maybe if um, there's more Rob O'Neill's and other Navy SEALs out there, like uh, Sean Matson and all yeah, these awesome people. Yeah, Sean Matson coming on, coming on the show this week, so it's going to be pretty fun. We wouldn't um, be in this position. No. And, it, you know, it's fine. It's, it's weird seeing a vaccination tent at a pro football game per se, but um, man, what a, it, it's great to be back and, and us being four weeks solid of, of game day, college game day, and just seeing the packed stands and seeing the smiling faces being in Nashville where the streets were just, I mean, dude, it's a wall, the wall, you couldn't even move. No masks. Music inside. on every level it's, of every bar. It's really great. And then, you know, I was in Cary, North Carolina yesterday and, and it's like another world, man. I walked in the dollar general. I was told to put my mask on. Uh, they have all the social distancing and it's, it's, it's really wild because, you know, here in Johnson County, COVID doesn't exist. We haven't worn masks in almost a year. Nashville doesn't, you know, nobody really plays by any of those rules. And then you go to a town like Cary where they haven't changed what they've done since no. the whole beginning of the pandemic. And it's wild. And I, I'm, 
I'm waiting until our luck runs out and we end up going to one of these college games that's going to be, mm. or is there? Because we went to UNC and UNC was wide open. Yeah, but there was there was more people in the stands wearing the masks at UNC than there were at Vanderbilt. I mean, I was at a concert in Charlotte and it said on the tickets, it's quote unquote indoor event, even though it was at Bank of America. And um, th there was some people wearing the mask at the Rolling Stones concert, but you know, Mick Jagger's 78 years old and he was running around like he was 28 years old. And, uh, and oh, and also a really cool thing while I was there was I didn't know who was gonna be playing drums because obviously Charlie Watts just passed away. Rest in power, Charlie. And it's Steve Jordan on the drums who's played drums with the Stones before. He's played with John Mayer. When I saw that, talk about, you talk about a war boner, I got a music boner right now. I was super excited, super gassed up, almost as gassed up is when I drink all the Kill Cliff that I have stashed away and that I'm hiding from Tansy in my fridge right now. And, I mean, you've heard us talk about Kill Cliff many times before. We rock the shirts. We drink the energy drinks. We drink the CBD drinks. They have the Flaming Joe, Joe Rogan's favorite, which, by the way, Joe Rogan was at Madison Square Garden recently, and he did a, a sort of pan across the, the crowd. Didn't look like there was a lot of people wearing masks there. Now, I don't know if there was a vaccine mandate for this or not, but it's New York City. But it's hopeful, at least, that people are all crowding up together to go see Joe Rogan, who is a great stand-up comedian. But we also got the Mango Tango, the Orange Kush, the Strawberry Days, and the guy who will be playing against my team tonight, Tom Brady. His favorite flavor is obviously the goat, because that's what he is. He's the greatest of all time, in case you didn't know what the goat stood for. <laughs> but you got the variety pack, as we always know, variety is the spice of life. If you use the promo code, Drinkin' Bros, there's no G in drinking. You get 30% off. Make sure you go to killcliff.com, use the promo code. It's a no-brainer. There's no sugar, 20 calories per can, B vitamins, electrolytes. It's all naturally flavored. And again, you go to killcliff.com. It's an exclusive offer of 30% off. K-I-L-L-C-L-I-F-F.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros. You get 30% off. And make sure you go buy those cool shirts, especially the cat with the freaking laser beams out of its freaking eyes. Take a picture of yourself in it. And then Tansy might send you a picture of himself laying on his ghost bed. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, ghost bed's been a loyal sponsor of the Drinking Bros for the last five years. We all rave about them. Uh, you've all heard us talk about them several times on the network. We all have their beds. Uh, we love them. We live by them. Uh, they have super comfortable mattresses. They last forever, and they're made in the good old USA. USA. See, Mike, that's how you do that's it, That's how you by do it, way. Mike. Uh, every mattress has a 20-year warranty, and you can try it out for 101 nights. Not 98, not 99, but 101, baby. If you don't like it, you can send it back, but you won't. No hard feelings. One of our favorite parts about GhostBed is that each mattress has cooling technology, so if you get hot at night like we do here in North Carolina, that cooling technology is an absolute lifesaver. It's like the cool side of your pillow when mm. you flip it over in the middle of the night, uh, go from warm to cool. That's what sleeping on a ghost bed is like with that cooling technology the whole time. Ghost bed also offers bundles so that you can get everything you need. You don't even have to really think about it. Choose from their four mattresses and pick your bundle. Whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want it now. Yeah. yeah, baby. Like their cooling pillows and sheets, you get the best bang for your buck. Right now, GhostBed is offering a flash sale, 40% off GhostBed bundles, where you get a mattress and adjustable base, or 30% off everything if you use that promo code, Drinking Bros, all capital letters, ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros, $35 a month. That's if you have Lasro Lopez credits. Ooh, uh, we were with Lasro Lopez. Lopez last weekend at the tailgate. What a phenomenal time it was. But 0% down, 0% financing. Go check out ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 15 massage mode, zero gravity, way less than their competitors. Zero down, 0% financing made in the USA. 40% off mattress and adjustable base or 30% on a mattress. Two free pillows. Just use that code drinking bros. I don't know how these guys stay in business. Uh, but I'll tell you what, sleeping on a ghost bed. It sleeps so good that it's scary. You know, you brought up the, the young king, the legend in the making, Lastra Lopez. And we had a rad time with him. Oh, what a great guy. If you didn't check out our show last week, definitely go check that out, too. Um, we were live at Vandy, where he wanted a handy and Vandy, baby. I'm not sure if he got one. Would like to pretend that he did, but I don't know. I was with him most of the night, and uh, 
Dude, it's what? a trip. Whirling with him is like... It was like when we were with Chuck Liddell back in the Canelo Alvarez fight. <laughs> you just compared Lazaro Lopez to Chuck Liddell. I, well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> everywhere we went, everywhere we went, everybody wanted his photo. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go get a hot dog. You couldn't go get a beer without taking a thousand photos with a bunch of different. And surprisingly, majority of it is hot women. Yeah, that want a picture even with them. there was one that was like six four. Okay, a tall Gorgeous. glass of water. Oh, and she was a smoke and. No, I don't know if, if Lazaro ended up climbing that tree, but he was certainly trying, and I don't blame him. I mean, I've, I've been known to climb a tree or two back in my day. Well, it was funny because the girl that she was hanging out with was extremely short. Mm. So if he could have managed to take both of them home, he would have the best of both worlds. That picture is on Drinking Bro Sports' Instagram page. Just look for the beautiful man in the mullet, and you'll see him next to these two queens. That's the peak male body. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better I, than that. No, as Jesse Wiseman would say, that is a perfect male specimen. That's a zaddy. That's a zaddy. With his hard Z. Yeah. And, um, yes, Queen. I, I mean, a big shout out to Lastro Lopez, a, a, a new friend that I'm glad that we were able to meet. Now, Delco was also there. He didn't oh, seem God. to be He didn't seem to be as enthused. I, as don't know, I had a great time with uh, Delco. <laughs> I did, too. I did, um, too. Uh, Delco and I, we all went out to a very nice dinner. Bougie-ass uh, dinner. STK um, in Nashville. But uh, Delco and I were able to, to share a bottle of wine. And anytime two men bond over a bottle of wine, special things happen, you know? It's a special, it's a special moment for two men. Did you get to topped, or were you of, topping? A, a bottle of wine. <laughs> No, it was fun, man. We had a great time in Nashville. Sure did. We sure did. Uh, hanging out with Jesse Wiseman, uh, with Fuck. Ross, with Ross Patterson, um, being able to see Kid Rock. Um, Shirtless. He was a little grumpy. Uh, his, his son was getting married, and he's been sober for a couple of weeks, getting ready for the wedding, just kind of doing like a dry thing. And, and you could tell he's not the same Kid Rock when he's not believe, inebriated. I believe it's Bob now. Oh, is it Bob? I guess so. I don't All know. I know is I grabbed a shrimp cocktail next to him and gave him a head nod. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was definitely not the life of the party I thought he would be. Um, but you know who stole the show that night? Definitely that fiddle player. Oh, I, I was wondering who you were going to say, but I was like, do you know his name? Because I forget his name. Forgive us for forgetting his name. Jimmy might. His name is Donnie Rice. Go oh, check yeah, him you out. Gotta follow him. Got I mean, just phenomenal. Uh, we were all a little teary eyed when yes. he. Played the national anthem right on no. the show. Yeah, it was the national yeah, anthem. The national Jimmy anthem actually made a great edit of the trip. He sure did. He sure did. Can, go check that out on Drinking Bro Sports. Well. Um, and hey, while you're at it, while you're over at Instagram, uh, head over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. That's what keeps this shit show going, man. It's all those ratings, those reviews. It moves us up on the iTunes charts. Um, we're excited about tonight's uh, watch with the excited. live, the live Very watch. Excited. Um, today's just been a weird, weird tailgate for us, just because we're trying to save our energy. We're also tired, man. Being on the road for four weekends in a row. I was on the road all week. I went to a wedding in between Nashville and the Rolling Stones. I did too, I, I did a wedding. I mean, time. we're just living the life right now. I mean, one one would think that we are living the dream. We are. I know that I don't think either of you are Sopranos guys, but I am a Sopranos fan. And I just wanted to mention that the Sopranos movie, The Many Saints of Newark, is going to be out. Um, I think it came out the 1st of October. And I've been very skeptical. I know that there's plenty of drinking bros out there that are Sopranos fans. And I'm a little nervous. Now, I know you, you watch Thrones. Yep. But if you had a favorite TV show other than Thrones, or maybe you want to throw Thrones in there, maybe Lost, I don't know if you ever watched that, that was going to make a prequel 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 movie of said show would you have a choice i know game of thrones is doing prequel series right but i mean i don't know if anyone really asked for this or wanted this but david chase the guy who created sopranos is a little weird maybe he's a little bored and he always wanted to be you know making movies but instead he made one of the most popular tv shows of all time so i wonder if there's a show that you watched that you wish had a movie prequel? No, I mean, I watch stupid shit like The Office, Parks and Rec. I don't really get into those drama series. I mean, we did Game of Thrones, uh, which was amazing. But I don't, other than that, I don't even know if I, I've watched any other series. Well, speaking of shows, Dexter's coming back, too, which is another Never show that I it. loved. It's very dark, very sinister show. And it was a show that didn't stick the landing like Game of Thrones, like Sopranos. 
But now they're getting sort of a reboot and they're getting a chance to, you know, undo the wrongs that they did with the lame ending to the show that they had, which, you know, I think a lot of uh, college football teams this past week could have a, would love a chance at a redo, uh, especially a team like Oregon that really just pissed away their season, especially in Jeez. overtime. But yes, we are going to be live on YouTube, our first watch along. Um, I don't want to cry live on YouTube in front of all our adoring fans, but I might. I might get a little teary-eyed like I did when we were listening to the, the fiddle player play the national anthem. It was intense. It's a very emotional time for people like me to see, you know, I mean, all I knew, I'm, I'm 28 years old. All I knew growing up was Tom Brady. And now he's playing for another team. Obviously, we did the live watch long in Austin to see him win his seventh Vince Lombardi trophy that he so nicely threw from boat to boat, which they did a little experiment on ESPN to see what would happen if they dropped that trophy. And it does float, by the way. The Vince Lombardi trophy confirmed does float. It is buoyant, as they say. Now, I noticed that you're over here. Right now, Tansy is looking at the um, looking upcoming at the games. I'm going to do some picks here. I want to get your take. Uh, Kentucky coming off of a big win with Florida. Uh, yeah, but LSU just had a big LSU. loss. And go Tigers. I think uh, LSU bounces back. Because Kentucky, I think that was a fluke. LSU okay. felt that loss against Auburn, which Bo Nix is one of those guys at Auburn, their quarterback, who he feels like he's been there forever, but he's only been there a couple years. But I'm looking at this one right here. I got Alabama and Texas A&M. Now, I've been saying how Alabama and Georgia are pretty much head and shoulders above everyone else. But you got the 15th-ranked Texas A&M coming in. Why not? Depending on what the point spread's going to be, we don't have it up right now, and I'm sure it's going to change by the time kickoff. But say A&M gets 21 points. I might take A&M with the points, of course, because I don't know, is Alabama just going to roll over everyone? No pun intended with the roll tide. I'm not sure. Honestly, I know it's hard to say because teams from Georgia always have the tendency of blowing it. Ain't that right, Ross? But Georgia's looking like a team of destiny right now because they're loaded at every position. Yep. JT Barrett, their quarterback, went down. They have um, this guy who has an IV at the end of his last name. Which who takes down Georgia, you think? I think Al what I think is going to happen is Alabama and Georgia are going to meet in the SEC championship. Alabama is going to beat them. And then Georgia will still make the playoff with their one loss being the Alabama. I think Georgia wins. And then Georgia, I think, beats Alabama in the national championship in the playoff. That's what I think. You've heard it here first. That's a Drostradamus prediction right there. Now, again, I don't know what I'm thinking because teams from Georgia always fucking blow it. But they just, they're rolling. They look so good. They look so much better than everyone else. And they got Auburn next week, another SEC matchup. That'll be 3.30 game. Hopefully they're getting rowdy there. Let's see, is that in Athens? It is. No, it is not. So it's at Auburn. You never know what can happen. Those SEC matchups can always get a little weird. I mean, we saw Tennessee smoke Mizzou. Yeah. Hot Bob probably didn't like that one. No, and now Tennessee's uh, heading to, or no, South Carolina's heading to Tennessee, and that'll be a great matchup. Uh, who do you have in that game? <laughs> Go Gamecocks, baby. Right. I just wanted to say Gamecocks. Yeah. But the Red River rivalry is going to be a great one this year in the Cotton Bowl. You got Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler coming in, sitting at number six against an unranked Texas team right now. But I watched a little bit of Texas last week. I think they're actually a pretty decent team, believe it or not. I know that people like to shit on Texas like people like to shit on the Cowboys. But I think Oklahoma takes it. I think Spencer Rattler has a lot to prove. A lot of people are talking about him, mostly about his, his skin and the melanin, if he has any or not, because he looks a little albino. I'm not really sure. But I think he can ball. He gets a lot of shit. I don't think he's going to be a, an NFL quarterback or even a Heisman Trophy like winner this year, maybe a finalist. But the Red River rivalry is one that in the future, when we get maybe a little more funding in the bank accounts, I would love to go to the Cotton Bowl and see a Texas-Oklahoma game. They definitely get rowdy there. Texas State Fair, it's a noon game, which means it's an 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time game. So you know they're getting up at like 5 in the morning and getting there. Texas State Fair's there, and they're going all out. That would be you know, something we can mark down in the future to definitely try to go to. That would be a rad tailgate. I know we got a lot of people hitting us up on Facebook and Instagram of all these different places they want us to go. 
I mean, there's some must. Yeah, we're like, heading up to Penn State. We're heading Penn State's going to Florida. be wild. Do we know who the matchup is going to be when we go to Penn State? I don't even know. Have you looked know. ahead at the schedule? I, I haven't even looked. I think, yeah, and because a lot of their times are to be determined. Mm. Like they don't have a scheduled time, so we try to find a, a later game. Um, that way we have more time for upload to get the tailgate legend show out before the game starts. Uh, Ohio State, rolling Maryland, you think? Next, yeah, next week? Yeah, I mean. Um, that's not, I don't even think that's going to be a game to watch. Uh, what do you think is the game of the week next week? It's the it's Oklahoma Texas Red River rivalry. I mean, that's one for a national audience to just enjoy the fact of that being huge. It's like a Red Sox Yankees. The A and M versus Alabama game is good, and um, Georgia playing Auburn. Any of these SEC teams playing, you have to check them out. Now you get Notre and if, Dame and Virginia Tech. And honestly, the Michigan-Nebraska game is actually kind of interesting because Nebraska looked terrible in the beginning, and now they're actually starting to find themselves a little bit. And Michigan actually, I think, might be halfway decent this year. I think if any year, if it's going to happen any year, this might be the year that Michigan beats Ohio State, which is another one we have to mark in our future calendars to go to. Go see Michigan-Ohio State in the big house. That is the biggest football stadium in the whole land. And to see one of the biggest rivalries in all of college sports, Michigan, Ohio State, that would be that'd be. What is the Connecticut, Massachusetts? uh, (laughs) That's basically me and you tried to play football against each other. So UConn shouldn't even be Division one football. And UMass just recently became Division one football. And nobody cares about football in Amherst because that's what UMass is, by the way in Amherst, Massachusetts. That is actually, though, one of the top party schools around. It kind of gets overshadowed because they don't have great sports like Arizona State and some of these other schools. But UMass, they call it Slamhurst. And I'm sure you can sort of, you know, put context clues together on why they call it Slamhurst. Because maybe there's a few slam pigs that go there. Thank you. Boing. But... (laughs) UMass is not a real school, and neither is Connecticut. I think this is probably Connecticut's last go-around at being a Division I school. But um, we are going to the Bounce House soon in November with Delco once again. Um, definitely looking forward to that because, as he says, it's called the Bounce House because they get so rowdy that you can feel the whole stadium shaking and moving and moving and shaking, which I've never been a part of a uh, poorly built building like that since I was in middle school at the Augustine Belmonte Middle School in Saugus. But um, but what I have noticed is Eric Tanzi is a little sleepy today. Did you rage last night? Yeah, it was a wedding last night. Um, I was the best man. Um, My good buddy Jack Fitz got married. Huge huge shout out to him, man. Um, What a great time. What a great group of friends and family. And it was just a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I drank hard last night. I went real hard. And I had to get up real early this morning. And I had to get over to Instill because they're having a potluck viewing of the game so they got the game going on with snacks and everybody kind of brings their own little tailgate side we also had the fall menu release and there's some people walking in right now well let me ask you this tansy how many times did you say your trademark line about your wife she's not fat she's just pregnant uh last night at the wedding yeah. oh i had to say it a lot because it was a <laughs> it was a wedding and I didn't want people to, like, misjudge me. So I was like... <laughs> wow, yeah. Ashley really let herself go, oh, no, 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 she's just pregnant. Oh, no, she's just pregnant. <laughs> just pregos. And then Ashley also told me before the show that you um, requested that she drink... She, obviously, because she's not drinking, because she's pregnant, to be the designated driver for not only you, but all the friends, and that she made multiple trips. Now, if she isn't wife of the year, every year, from now until the end of time, I don't know who will be. Well, I wouldn't have married her if she was any different. I guess, but I mean, I still don't figure, I can't figure out what she sees in you, though. That's really what I'm trying to figure out. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's about what's underneath those shorts, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, all right, whip it out, see what you're working with. That hog under the shorts. Now, we were early, earlier, we were talking about the fuck Joe Biden chants. I did start a fuck Joe Biden chant in the Nashville bar. Now, oh, that's right. I raged, yeah. I raged that night, sun, it was a Sunday night. I raged a little bit on that night. I probably got drunker on that night than than any other night that that was the night that I that was the night super drunk and um they the band played you know everyone's favorite pump up song party in the usa by miley cyrus mm. and of course after the song you get the usa usa right. chant going and then of course me being drunk joe start going fuck joe biden fuck joe i figured i'm in nashville right oh, you were like 
Fuck Joe Biden. Clap, 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 clap. And, and it it's worked. It's a cough. It's a cough. Everybody worked. in the bar, except these three bridesmaids, um, who were extremely mad, and then they came over to yell at you, and this old lady stepped in front of them. They all began to fight the old lady. <laughs> uh, the police were called. They came up. They took the three bridesmaids out. They kicked them out. Um, they were being drug out into the street. They were yelling that we're a bunch of racists and all these other things. Yeah, because if you say fuck Joe Biden, you must be a you racist. Must be a racist. I think they call that movie Bridesmaids 2, Revenge of the Libs. <laughs> but um, it was funny because you started, you totally started that shit. Um, and I started the girl fight and I didn't lay a finger. You didn't on lay a, a finger. Woman. We didn't get thrown out. Nope. We had a grand old time. Nashville's dope. That was uh, Tootsie's was the name of that bar. Yeah. And we all the friends were there, right? Obviously, all the drinking bros, Ross, Dan, Jesse, but also, you know, people like Bradley Andel, who took me and Jimmy in for a night, and we got to sleep on Bradley Andel's floor. And um, So why doesn't he have a couch? I think that's a question that only Bradley Andel can answer. I guess I'm not really surprised. <laughs> but... The Andy man can, but big shout out to him and a big thank you to him for uh, taking us in for a night. He oh, still has my air mattress because I guess Bill Schofield came a night or two later and slept on that. So you're welcome, Bill. And um, Bradley, I would like that, that mattress back. If you ever get the chance to ship it, I'll uh, tell you my address off air because I don't want to put it on the podcast because you guys will find me. And I'm sure probably try to kill me because I'm sure I've pissed off half of you anyway. But I didn't piss... Hopefully anyone in our audience off as much as I pissed off those two bridesmaids who did not like the fuck Joe Biden chant. Although you pissed a couple people off in Nashville with your shirt, LeBron James. Never uh, heard of her. Yep, yep. I was wearing my LeBron James shirt. Um, it says LeBron James. Never heard of her. It's on failuretostop.com. Promo code G-U-G-U, all capital letters. That's Guns up, up. Uh, get you 15% off on that shirt. But yeah, man, we wore it. Uh, we, were, we sat in the nosebleeds with Lasso Lopez and walking up the stairs. Some guy was like, man, that shirt's disrespectful. You're disre that, that shirt's disrespectful. And then these other guys were like, LeBron James, never heard of her. I love it. And then Jimmy was like, LeBron, LeBron who? And, you know, it was, uh, it was funny. But uh, needs to say I couldn't go and get a hot dog or cotton candy by myself. So I didn't want to get my ass kicked alone while wearing that shirt. Well, we rolled deep. Um, and also, since we're shouting out all these people, Lastro Lopez introduced us to his buddy Marcus. Oh, yeah. He's from Maine. Marcus is a great dude. Big shout out to Marcus. Um, I mean, we made a lot of fan fans, friends, and enemies, I think, when we were in Nashville. Um, met a couple cool people, got a couple contacts, maybe a couple people in the future that might be on the show and be special guests on Tailgate Legends. Um, but if you're listening, you're out there, hop on the Drinking Bros Sports Instagram and the Facebooks and, and tell us when you want to see us next. Because we're willing to travel. Have Tailgate will travel, right? Have Tailgate will travel. And, and I, I just saw that Florida uh, is hosting Vanderbilt this week. You really want to go to another Vanderbilt game, huh? I don't, but we have Their to Their fans were non-existent. Sorry for you Vandy people out there. No, that was disappointing. But, uh, you know, of course, Georgia does travel very well. No dogs. So all the dogs were there. Oof, oof, um, oof. But, yeah, no, hardly any Vanderbilt fans. Now, I heard a rumor. Maybe you can tell me if it's true or not. But um, Vanderbilt canceled, like, their senior game last year. And that's why Georgia ran the points up to 61 nothing because their seniors didn't get to play, and the coach was really pissed about it. Is that true, or is that... So what do you mean they canceled their senior game? They canceled a game? I mean... Yeah. Or just... was it just their senior day? Because that was, you know, during the uh, whole... What do they call it? COVID, I think, is what they called it. At its height last year. Um, so maybe they had a special senior day? Or like a homecoming type thing that they canceled? But I don't believe that they canceled the game but i guess i could be wrong i mean yeah it says the vanderbilt at georgia football game of december 19th had was canceled due to vanderbilt football squad size and position available fa failing below roster minimum requirements consistent with southeastern's conference covid19 protocols uh so yeah it was a no contest and uh i guess I, from what I heard was that the georgia coach was really upset about that and that's why they ran the score way up first vandy because then they were going to make it up, and then Vandy did not want to make it up. Interesting. Well, how about this for a transition and a connection? Vanderbilt is a baseball school, first of all. But Vanderbilt is the alma mater of Jay Cutler. 
Um, if you remember Smokin' Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. Played for a few teams, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Broncos. And he has apparently his own little podcast. He was with uh, Kristen Cavalieri, I think, from The O.C., The Hills, one of those stupid shows. Laguna Beach, I don't remember. But he had a little podcast where he was talking about um, Sage Steele, who is an African-American woman who works for ESPN, and she has a military background. She happens to be conservative. ESPN is owned by Disney, and I think we know what way they align, being associated with Disney and how ESPN has been the past few years, where she was pretty open talking to Jay about how she had to give up her freedom to keep her job and have to get vaccinated because of ESPN's requirements. And then Jay Cutler ended up comparing Sage Steele to, um, uh, man, what's her name? Candace Parker. Not Candace Parker. Candace Owens. Candace Parker played basketball. Candace Owens, which um, isn't problematic to me, but it is kind of funny. It's like, oh, you see a comparison between Sage Steele and Candace Owens? Is it because they're both conservative black women? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay Cutler is a guy who... He got a lot of flack in his career, again, being from Vanderbilt, probably the only good NFL player that Vanderbilt will ever produce. But he seems to be pretty cool in his post-career career. Um, he frequently goes on Pardon My Take and, and is pretty candid and open with the stuff he likes to talk about. And, and I like hearing from guys like that who aren't afraid after they retire to give you a little inside scoop, little inside information. He talks about Mike Martz and some of his offensive coordinators back in the day where they literally would just tell him, just go figure it out, Jay. And he's like, what? You're getting paid to be my offensive coordinator and you're just telling me to go figure it out? No wonder why he's smoking cigarettes on the sidelines during these games and always seemed like he had this face on that he never really gave a shit. But um, he also got a divorce to his very rich, very successful wife, Kristen Cavallari. And um, he went up there, he goes, you know what? I want 50% of your business, just as most you know, women do with who marry rich men and get divorced. And he was praised by some and scolded by others. Now, what are your thoughts on men who get divorced from rich women? Kelly Clarkson's another notable one who she was much richer than her, her ex-husband. But the husband's like, you know what? If the roles were reversed, they'd always go in favor of the woman. You get 50% of whatever it is. You know, yeah, I mean, us I kings out here got to make it too. I think that with any great like business, um, if you're building your own business and you are married, owning a distillery and having built a distillery and, and doing these podcastings, um, I know one of the hardest employees I may ever have is my wife. Um, I mean, she's more the boss than anything else, but, and I'd imagine that these guys, you know, anytime somebody's trying to build something, my wife was a social media marketing manager for an interior design company. And so she was having to travel to L.A. and I'd have to watch all three kids for five days while she would travel. And so, you know, it's, it's always a team effort, no matter who, who it is that's driving the ship at the time. Um, the other partner has got to be just as dedicated, just as involved as the person that's doing it. So when I'm doing all these podcasts, I mean, you don't see it, but I mean, behind the scenes, my wife is doing the coordination. She's getting the rental car set up. She's doing tours right now and serving cocktails at the distillery while I'm doing this. Um, you saw her at the game. She was getting contact information. She was making sure our tickets were downloaded correctly, um, making sure that we all look nice. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, watching the three kids. Uh, and meanwhile, lining up babysitters. So anybody that's in that position where your, your spouse, your significant other is pursuing greatness and uh, hey did you guys get a free drink with that bottle well I, we, if you buy a bottle on Sundays we give you a free cocktail so tell her you want a free cocktail sorry about that I just this, is, somebody, this is the uh, Eric Tanzi business plan sorry about that give it all away yeah. baby just yep. give it all away as the Red Hot Chili Peppers say <laughs> give it away give it away give it away don't ever now. let anybody leave here without a cocktail um, <laughs> but uh and what I was saying is, is that whenever you're a significant other, your spouse or whatever, when they are driving that ship, you, it, it is owed the 50% to the other person because that, that other person is 50% of that. And, and to think that you could build something like that all by yourself or to think that uh, you build fame by yourself you, and you're married, you don't. Uh, everybody is just as – there's just as much sacrifice on the home front as there is behind these the microphones. Matter of fact, I'd argue that there's probably more sacrifice on my, my, my wife's part uh, than there is on my own part, grabbing the microphone. So For sure. If, if my wife made a whole bunch of money, 
and and I was behind her on that, and I was supporting her, and and I was putting my own uh, ambitions on hold to make her successful. I I would probably want fifty percent if she decided to to walk out on me. Would you would you take the distillery or the kids? Distillery. <laughs> That's the answer I was looking for. Thank you for that, Tansy. I was hoping but, you know, for a I, true candid I, response. You know, I, luckily for me, I, I don't think my wife and I will ever split. But no, um, of course not. But yeah, I mean, even, you know, I, I, I think it's fair. It, it, I think it's fair across the board. So if your if your wife's one that's making all the money, and she decides that she wants to leave, I mean, unless there's like some kind of infidelity involved, I, I think you should lose. I, I, I think you should lose the. Uh, the benefits if there's infidelity involved. Well, the only problem with that is what if there was infidelity on both sides, but only one side got caught? I mean... Then how can you really judge based off that? The right thing to do is that? always the right thing to do. So you shouldn't have been the one that was also cheating. You know? Well, you know just me, I never cheating. cheat. Just because she's cheating or he's cheating doesn't mean the other party has to do it. Um, and at the end of the day, when that divorce comes, you'd be the one that would be able to sit there and be like, well, I didn't, I never cheated, so. Well, I believe there's a, a wacky, archaic law in North Carolina that if you do sleep with another man's wife, you can sue that man, which I believe it was Trent Cole of the Philadelphia Eagles who got in trouble in North Carolina because he slept with a North Carolinian man's wife. Mm. And he went, out, went after him and sued him, and I believe he won that case, too, which is... Really a strange North Carolina law, if you ask me. So it's like, if I, if I, I banged mean, if Ashley, you could in, sue me? If some dude comes in and wrecks everything that I got going for me, fuck yeah, I sue him. Takes two to the tango. I don't give a shit. That's, but that's what I mean. It's like, it seems like an archaic, like, old school man's you world law. You, you knew it coming in that you were going to ruin another dude's life. You were going to ruin a relationship. You were going to ruin a household. You were going to ruin things with uh, children. Wrecker. Yeah, if you knew that was going down and you knew what you were doing, that's yeah. civil. Yeah, I think you yeah. sue him and shit him. Do it. But, I mean, I'm not even suing you. I'm just fucking going straight murder. Right. And, uh, you know, you'll be buried out in Vance County. and Like uh, Gabby Patino. Could be. Push you off a cliff. If, if Dog the Bounty Hunter finds this guy. Dude, I'm all in on that. That would be, the, that'd be so fucking cool. I hope he does. I hope he fucking finds her. Um, not, what are your I, thoughts on Dog the Bounty Hunter? Uh, an interesting guy. You got to make your money, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's what I mean? definitely got a like, shtick, right? I mean, you got to make that money, and and I think he's a hard worker, though, right? Him and his team. It's not just him; it's a sure. whole team. Sure. Um, he lost his wife, I think, what three years ago now. Yeah, but he left his honeymoon early. He was on his honeymoon when when Lampy went uh, laundry uh, went disappeared. So. Really? <laughs> so he cut his laundry. You know, but his new wife, she's blonde hair. She's got a John Deere tattoo. Uh, big Wabos. Full on brand. So I heard you, you said I'm failing to stop Wabos. Yeah, baby. Wabos. She's baby. a cutie though. She's a cutie. But I, you know, I, I think it would be fun to have him catch Brian Laundry because we, we are in a sim world. We are in a, a sim <laughs> reality here. We pretty much are, right? I mean it's, it has to be confirmed at this point. And, and there's a cat on the button pressers. Just, just click click click. click. I hope he clicks the one where I wanna see Laundry get in the back seat. I wanna see him sit down next to Dog and dog's like man, we've we've all been there, brother. We've we've all been there. When I was your age, I was chasing women. I was chasing drugs and you know all the things that he Dr. Phil's. Yeah, he does. All Which the is Dr. the funniest Phil's. part because you look at him and he starts like getting all sentimental and soft spoken. You're like, now I'm gonna have to put guy. those handcuffs on you. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to turn you around now. Good luck at, in prison. At that time, uh, or no, or, or like maybe we get some more evidence that comes out. Because I'm not totally, I, I'm not all in that he killed her. Um, or at least killed her in the way we know that he killed her. I, I think that there's room for question there. Now, remind me, did they find her remains? Yeah, they found her body. Okay, so she is uh, confirmed dead for she's sure. She's confirmed dead. Okay. It's confirmed a homicide. Mm. They haven't disclosed what the cause of homicide was. Um, I've heard rumor that, that she had fallen off of a cliff. She was at the bottom of the cliff. But, uh, I mean, everybody has determined that he's the aggressor. And everybody has put him as the aggressor and the abuser. And I just don't think there's enough evidence. What if uh, they both were? You know, what if it was right. just a toxic relationship? And that's what I'm saying too. Is like people don't understand. That, like domestic violence is is violent, man. And it do, it doesn't mean that the guy's beating on the woman. I mean, shit, dude. I, I, I've seen people joke around and say things. I, I don't ever joke with domestic violence. I've never hit my wife and never laid a hand on my wife. I've never threatened to put a hand on my wife. I should kick your ass anyway to do it. But I also don't call my wife like vulgar names. I, I would never call my wife a bitch. I'd never call her a whore or a slut or anything crazy. Like, I, I, that's where I draw my line. 
I mean, I don't mind jokes and things being made at, at her expense because I make fun of other people's moms and wives and stuff. That doesn't bother me. But, like, for me, as a husband, somebody who's supposed to be loving and nurturing, I would never say that. And the same goes for her. I've never heard my wife belittle me or degrade me or make fun of me in front of anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so many times I see people in relationships, and, and I see it a lot now, a lot more now, where it's like they degrade each other in the relationship. They're like, oh, well, you know, uh, Greg over there, he, oh, Greg, Greg's a, a real, he snores really loud, and, and he's overweight, and he needs to get off his fat ass, and he needs to get working out. Like, I mean, just really mean things that two loved ones should not say to each other. And I feel like that is almost a domestic violence in itself. Yeah. So just you get two young kids like that in a car, she's slapping and clawing at him. I mean, at what point does he get to swing back mm. ever? I mean, I'm not saying swing back, but maybe he pushes her. Maybe he shoves her off of him. She falls down the cliff. She dies. We don't know. But um, I think the only way that you get your parents that involved is if you go to them and you're like, mom, look, she was beating the shit out of me. She was doing this. All I did was push her. She tripped. She fell all the way off the yep. cliff. She died. What the fuck do I do? And now mom's trying to hide you. Now, I've never killed anyone, nor attempted. But if I did, my first call would be to my mom, too. And I think she knows that. Now, I don't want to out her or anything or, or say that she would, you know, uh, was it, harboring a fugitive or anything like that. But I think my mom would have my back at all costs, no matter what. But I want to ask you something real quick, too, since we brought up toxic relationships, it got me thinking, would you guys ever on Failure to Stop ever go back in the time machine a little bit and look at a case that seemed to be closed but is still maybe a conspiracy theory, like, for instance, Kurt Cobain and um, Courtney Love? Wait, a lot so of people we're, speculate we're she killed doing, him. On Failure to Stop, we're actually talking about doing a Failure to Stop night shift where we do, like, a little maybe once a month night shift story time where we really spend a lot of time interviewing people, breaking down a case similar to that, like a Kurt Cobain style thing where you see conspiracy theories and you see these documentaries on Netflix. And a lot of times those documentaries are tugging at your heartstrings, playing with the emotions, doing a and lot they of build pick up a side. to try to trick you into believing that they're right. And simply, you know, a lot of times they're not, but you know, that's how OJ won um, <laughs> as well. I guess so, right? A lot of theatrics. Uh, yeah, I, that's another confusion. one I guess you could look into, um, right? But, I mean, the, the evidence was there that he did it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're going to do we're gonna do a failure to stop night, my, night shift uh, episodes that is just going to be a little bit more raunchy. We thought about maybe doing, like, a call-in night or we do, like, a one-hour show where we get people to call in mm, and okay. ask questions um, from police perspectives. You know, what do I do when I get pulled over? Or how do I handle my gun or whatever? I actually, I didn't get pulled over, but Friday night uh, on my way home, there was a police checkpoint. Yeah. And um, I pulled up. License, please. Where are you coming from? And um, I said, I'm actually coming from Instill Distilling Company. Do you know the owner? His name's Eric Tanzi. He's a former Raleigh cop. And he looked at my ID and he looked at me. He goes, oh, yeah? I go, yeah. Do you know Mike the cop? He goes, Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, him and Mike have a, a podcast together on Drinking Bros called Failure to Stop. You should check it out. You know, he used to be a Raleigh cop, and he got fired for opening the distillery and everything. And he's like, huh, all right. Hands me back my ID. He's like, have a good night. I'll check that out. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. See <laughs> now, I wasn't intoxicated or anything, but it is kind of nice that yeah, Ross you can sort of drop that. Got, Ross Patterson got pulled over from Drinking Bros, and uh, the cops saw that it was Ross Patterson, and say so he pulled that Ross out of the car and was like, hey, man, you know Eric from Failure to Stop? You know Eric and Mike? And, and that's kind of cool to hear those kind of stories and to walk into games and have cops like kind of recognize your shirt because it's a podcast. So, not, I mean, we do get, you know, ten or 11,000 views a week on, on YouTube, but, you know, we get hundreds of thousands of listens on podcasts, so people don't know my face. And I was wearing my Guns Up, Giddy Up shirt, and some guy was like, Guns Up, Giddy Up, man, I fucking love that podcast. And I was like, yeah, dude, thanks, brother. And he walked away, and my wife's like, dude, that guy has no idea that you're the host. It's pretty funny. And I was like, I never thought about it that way. I was like, yeah, that, oh, my God. And she's like, you should have told him you were the host. He probably would have shit his pants. <laughs> and I was like, well, nah, I mean, whatever. Fuck Stay it. humble, am I right? But, uh, it was pretty, it's pretty cool, man. It, it gets a, But you know what? Uh, it's that time of the show. We've got to go take naps. We've got to get ready for tonight because I'm hungover. And I gotta redo it again for this. Yeah, fucking seems like you need a nap. I'm ready to go. But um, what DB of the week? So I think I'm gonna take it. Okay. Not not okay. for myself, but I'm oh, gonna, gonna be say, the that's one. Pretty bold move. Yeah, no, I nominate myself. I, like no, no, I would never myself. stay humble. Um, no, it is the point of the show where we get the drinking bro of the week, and I want to nominate 
our producer Jimmy Bailey oh, as the drinking okay. bro of the week because he's he does a lot of hard work. Ever since he's come on board with us, he's put in a lot of time and effort to making us sound and look good, making cool videos for me, playing music, making cool shit for the distillery, making cool clips and everything for drinking bros. So I want to nominate Jimmy Bailey as my drinking bro of the week. Nice. I, I want to nominate his wife. I'm going to nominate her real hard tonight. <laughs> Just Yikes. kidding. Yikes. But anyway. <laughs> Yikes. Only because and I was there goes that wife sa- That sentimental. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That nice sentimental moment there. Ruined. I had by to no ruin one it. else than Eric I had Tan. to ruin it because he was, you know, he was making faces at me while I was getting all sentimental. So, you know what? There we he go. He was tearing up a little bit. He's like, oh, no, but I drink a bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, bring us out, Joseph. Well, for your favorite former cop, Eric Tanzi. I'm Boston Joe. Go Tom Brady. Boston, Tampa, watch along YouTube tonight. Let's go. It's New England. Cheers, motherfucker.